Hello, 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 Miami Dolphin fans, and welcome to the same old Dolphin Show, part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. I'm Josh Katzker. With me today and every day is my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Aaron, say hello to the people. Happy Thanksgiving to the people. Yes, indeed. Happy Thanksgiving, if indeed it is still Thanksgiving as you are listening to this. We are recording this on Thanksgiving morning. We are wishing a very happy Thanksgiving to all of the listeners, to the same old Dolphin Show, the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network, everybody out there. We're wishing you a happy Thanksgiving, unless you are a fan of the Bills, Jets, or Patriots, in which case, uh, have a mediocre Thanksgiving. Uh, How wonderful it is to be able to have this conversation with you a couple times a week, Brain, to sit down on the internet and talk about our favorite football team, the Miami Dolphins, that causes us nothing but heartache and heartburn. But maybe, just maybe, this team is going to be pointed in the right direction after another pretty tough season here. We're finding ourselves at two and nine. We're currently uh, set to pick third in the NFL draft. You know the trajectory is really is really going up, you know? It's is it? <laughs> well, in theory, in theory the trajectory is going up after the season. The team is going to get better. At least that's the thought, but I guess that remains to be seen. Anyway, Brain, uh very very thankful for you today. Very thankful f- for the entire family, and uh, just happy to be able to have this opportunity to do this and have people that are willing to sit down and actually listen to us talk about the Dolphins, which seems kind of ridiculous, frankly, but it, it's it's a thing that happens, and uh, it is certainly not something that we take for granted. It is something that we appreciate, at least uh, speaking for myself personally. Uh, I'm thankful for all of you. We'll get into, uh, I guess, a little segment here at the end where we'll talk about things that we are individually thankful for, but first we need to preview this upcoming Miami Dolphins game against the Philadelphia Eagles, but before we dive into that, First, I just want to remind everybody, if you haven't done it yet, to head over to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, leave us a positive review. It really helps people find the show and make sure that you are subscribed to the show wherever it is that you get podcasts. If it's not directly through Apple Podcasts, that's okay. You can do it through Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, anywhere else you get your podcasts. Hopefully you're subscribed so that as soon as each episode drops, it's boom, right on your device. And of course, we also invite you to visit DolphinsTalk.com every single day. It is your one-stop shop for all things Miami Dolphins, your number one source for Miami Dolphins news and information. All right, Brain. The Philadelphia Eagles are up next for the Miami Dolphins, and uh, this Eagles team finds themselves in a tough spot. This was a team that a lot of people were pretty high on coming into the season, but as of right now, they find themselves at 5-6, and six, one game back of the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC East, and for all intents and purposes... Uh, really out of any kind of wild card picture. They're currently three games back of the Minnesota Vikings with five games left to go for the second wild card spot. So it seems pretty unlikely that the Eagles are going to get in via the wild card. Really, their best shot is probably overtaking the Cowboys in the NFC East. But I would say that by and large, the Cowboys have looked like a significantly better team 
than the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles have had a lot of problems, and it's primarily stemmed from the offense. There was a lot of excitement about the fact that Carson Wentz was going to be coming in, and this was going to be their guy, and he was going to have this great year for them, and that just so far has not been the case. Part of that might be because the wide receiver position for the Eagles has just been a constant mess. I, You might be able to make the argument that wide receiver is a worse position for the Philadelphia Eagles than it is for the Miami Dolphins. So let's start there in our discussion with the Eagles brain. What are the Eagles going to need to do offensively if they are going to defeat your Miami Dolphins on Sunday? And I guess really the way to look at it is what are the Dolphins going to need to do defensively to stop this sort of stunted Eagles offense? Yeah, well, as you alluded to, there's not a whole lot of talent on that Eagles receiving core and what hurts them the most is that they've been dealing with a lot of injuries at that receiving core. I mean, obviously Deshaun Jackson was the guy that was supposed to be their big play threat. And he went down very early in the season and he's, he's on IR. So he's out for the year. Nelson Aguilar was a guy that they were counting on to be a big part of this offense and really continue to progress after uh, really a solid year last season. And he has, totally regressed and he's been dealing with injuries and then there's Alshon Jeffrey and he always deals with injuries but when he plays he's generally productive but he's had a he he hasn't looked quite himself this year and then there's there's really not a whole lot there so what this team really relies on is they rely on their two tight ends Zach Ertz is an all pro arguably the best tight end in the league and Dallas Godare, who, uh, who is also, uh, you know, a young player who is kind of coming into his own. And with those two tight ends, they're really the two receivers that they look to the most. And they would like to run the ball. But, uh, you know, their running game has been spotty at best. Uh, so if there's one thing that they need to do to really get this offensive go- offense going and looking at the matchup against the Dolphins defense, I would say if there's a spot here for the, the Eagles to really get right, it is by running the ball because this Dolphins defense is not great at stopping the run. In fact, they're bad at stopping the run and the Eagles do have a very good offensive line. And so this feels like uh much in the same way that it was a get right game for the Bills offense and a get right game for the Browns offense. This feels like a get right game for the Eagles offense. And I think it starts with the ground game. I do think the Dolphins match up better with the weapons uh, that Philadelphia has than they did, certainly than they did last week against the Browns. And I believe also better than they did against the Bills because it's not a it's not a speed. Uh, it's it. It's not a. It's not a receiving core. It's not a. It's not a group of backs and receivers that relies on a lot of speed. Where they where they can really overmatch the Dolphins. It's really uh. You know. It's it's mostly size and and scheme and and things like that. And those are the things that this Dolphins defense generally has done well. Uh. And, and certainly gotten better as the season has progressed. So, you know, Nick Needham, if he's got to go up against Alshon Jeffrey, well, Alshon Jeffrey is certainly, you know, a beast of a man and, and not an easy cover. 
I think that's the kind of guy that Nick Needham can can really do a great job on. And if Alshon Jeffrey doesn't play, because right now he's just a limited participant in practice, there's really not a lot there uh, with this Eagles receiving court. Nothing that scares you other than Zach Ertz. And one of the big developments in this Dolphins defense over the past month or so has been the play of Eric Rowe in a sort of safety position covering the opposing tight end. And while I would still give the advantage in a matchup between Eric Rowe versus Zach Ertz, I would certainly give the advantage to to Zach Ertz. Uh, Eric Rowe has been more than serviceable covering tight ends. So I really think that the the area that Philadelphia needs to attack Miami is just on the ground and trying to put themselves in good down and distance and, and keep the Dolphins off balance that way. And if they can do that, you know this Dolphins team doesn't doesn't get a whole lot of pressure on the quarterback. That's where you know I I, I do think the Eagles will have some success if they can keep the Dolphins off balance by running the football well. Uh, and, and I expect that to be the case in this game. Uh, the Dolphins, I, I mean, it, it's been a year long struggle. Like you, when, when they've got their top three, they, that group of, of Jenkins, Wilkins, and Godshaw in there, uh, they seem to do a decent job of stopping the run. But if any one of those guys go out, it's just a massive hole and uh, just a, a weak spot on that defensive line for the opposing team to attack. And with the Eagles offensive line, uh, I believe that they're going to be able to take advantage of that and get some opportunities for some big plays on the ground. Yeah, the Dolphins certainly are going to have a t- their task set out for them to continue to keep this Eagles offense quiet. And of course, on top of all of those other issues that you mentioned, Brain Carson Wentz apparently dealing with some sort of finger injury. So that'll be something to keep track of as we take a look at this game on Sunday. What about on the other side of the ball? How does this Dolphins offense, which has been beleaguered at times and clearly has just an absolutely awful running game. Kalen Balazs, certainly not the answer at running back for the Miami Dolphins. What does this Dolphins offense need to do to make some inroads against the Philadelphia defense that is actually pretty tough? Uh, it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a struggle year. <laughs> the rest of the season. It gets worse every single week. Uh, Jakeem Grant is now out for the year. So after Jakeem Grant finally uh, started to show signs of of promise. Uh, now he, you know, he gets hurt in, in last week's game and now he's done for the year. So this receiving core is just getting thinner and thinner and thinner. At this point, you've got Devante Parker and Alan Hearns and, and who? I, I, I don't even know. Uh, you know, it, it's been, it's been a couple of days and with the holidays coming up, I haven't really looked at like the transactions and, and who's getting picked up off the, the practice squad. But, but I mean, really, who, who steps in for Albert Wilson and for Jakeem Grant? Uh, I don't know. Is it Miles Gaskin playing receiver? Is that, is that what happens in this game? Uh, obviously, uh, Gasicki is going to be, uh, probably utilized in a lot of routes in this game. And, and Devontae Parker has been great and been consistent, but we can't block anybody. We can't run the ball and our receiving core is getting thinner and thinner every single week. And the Eagles 
are probably the best defense. Well, I mean, that Buffalo defense was really good too, but that this Eagles defense might even be better than that Buffalo defense. So <laughs> I, I just don't know where the points are going to come from in this game, uh, unless we get the, unless we're able to get turnovers and, and put some points on the board via, via defense or special teams. Uh, the only chance the Dolphins have of winning this game, in my opinion, is making this a low scoring affair and, and hoping that, uh, you know, they get the, the right break and the, and the right play at the right time. But this feels like the kind of game where the Dolphins are going to struggle to, to get into double figures. Yeah. I, I think it'll be interesting to see if a guy like Isaiah Ford can step up from the practice squad and, and contribute in a positive way at receiver for the Dolphins this week, but that, that remains to be seen. We'll, we'll see. I think it's going to be a tough one. Um, we'll make our predictions here in a moment on this game, but first I want to, want to talk a little bit about Jakeem Grant to injured reserve. Uh, do you think that this is possibly the last we see of Jakeem Grant as Dolphin? Keep in mind, he signed that contract. He's got a cap hit of, cap hit of almost four and a half million dollars next year. And this year, his numbers are 19 receptions for 164 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, he did have one kickoff return for a touchdown this year. Is he also I, had a rushing touchdown against Buffalo? That's true. He, he did have a rushing touchdown against Buffalo. So is this a guy that you think we've seen the last of it a Miami Dolphins uniform? No, I, I don't. I don't see why you would take a a dead cap space hit. I, I don't see why you would do that after you just signed him. They obviously one one of the reasons they signed him, uh, aside from his his talent and his explosiveness, uh, is the fact that he is he kind of exemplifies what they want as a football player. So he's out there and he's doing all the right things throughout the week in practice in the classroom and all that and. He's explosive on, if for nothing else, you know, if, if nothing else, he's, he's explosive on special teams. So I don't know why you'd, it's not like this team is, is in danger of, of, uh, going over the cap where they need to make some serious cap casualties. So I don't see why they would, why they would cut loose a guy like Jakeem Grant. Well, it's unfortunate that he's injured. Well, the team stands to gain. $2.4 $2.4 million if they do release him. But this really leads me to the next question then, because I I have been leaning sort of the way that you're leaning, and it makes me wonder this. Are the Dolphins purposely being very conservative with players that they believe are going to be a part of this team's long-term plan? Are they purposely being conservative with putting players on injured reserve and shutting them down for the season in order to protect them going forward? I mean, we've been, we have not been shy about talking about this season, the 2019 season as essentially being an extended preseason for 2020. This is the Dolphins figuring out which of these players that are on the current roster are going to be part of their long-term plan. And yes, they have 16 regular season games this year. But these games are essentially warm-ups for next season as this year was not about winning. This year was about figuring out who your role players are and who's going to be part of this process and hopefully trying to get a high pick in the draft. And so the Dolphins, I think, have been purposely conservative with shutting guys down 
with injuries that might otherwise that they had, might have been otherwise able to play through. So, you know, you think about guys like Xavier Howard, you think of guys like Preston Williams, you think of guys like Jaquim Grant, and you look at Bobby them. Bobby McCain. Bobby McCain, you look at these guys getting shut down, Rashad Jones, although Rashad Jones probably not part of the long-term plan, but you look at these guys that they're shutting down for the year and it's like, it makes you wonder that if the Dolphins, rather than being two and nine, were, let's say, I don't know, let's say the Dolphins were six and five, right in the middle of that AFC wildcard race, does this team necessarily shut those guys down? I, I, think, I think it ha- – oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I, my personal belief is that they are purposely being conservative with these guys because why put your assets out there if they've got injuries that they could potentially play through but they're less than 100%? Going out there and playing with an injury leaves you vulnerable to worsening the injury or to picking up new injuries. So if these guys are part of your long-term plan, the safe bet, especially when winning these games doesn't actually – actually do anything for your team in the long run, it makes much more sense to keep them shut down, keep them safe, keep them protected, protect those assets for the future. And it seems to me that that is what this Dolphins team has been doing this year. Oh, yeah. And I think, look, yeah, they're not, they don't want to play guys if they're hurt and and worry, they don't want to worsen their injury, but I don't even think it's that. I think it's straight up, you know, playing these guys gives them a better chance to win. And the fact that they're injured gives them the perfect excuse to sit them because they are trying to tank organizationally, not purposely, you know, calling, although I've got, I've had my uh, suspicions. This is a hundred percent in line with the tank. Uh, So there, there's no doubt that that's what's going on. I mean, Bobby McCain has been playing hurt the entire season and, uh, and they just, and they sit him down and now, you know, Jakeem Grant, let's not forget that Jakeem Grant got hurt at the end of last year as well. Um, and so they, they don't want to, to risk him getting further injury. But again, I just think it's like, let's, if, if these guys are hurt, like I'm not, nobody's saying that they're not legitimately hurt, but if they're hurt, you know, let's not rush them back for the sake of trying to win an extra game or two because that's not what we're trying to do. And I think it has more to do with that than it even has to do with protecting them from further injury because, I mean, an ankle injury, yeah, could it could it get worse? Could it could it be made worse? Certainly, but I mean, are you worried that, you know, if you if you sat Jakeem Grant out for the next two games and then you brought him back and then he tweaked his ankle again, are you are you worried that Jakeem Grant's not going to be ready to go next season? No, I don't think that's the case. I think they're like, well, you know, let's just say it's 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 more severe than it is. And let's just put him on IR because, like, we're trying to lose football games here. Yes, indeed. I think it is probably likely that the Dolphins are playing for the tank, at least to a certain degree, um, when it comes to protecting some of their more valuable assets. I think we're in agreement there. All right, let's make our predictions for this football game. What do you think, Brain? Dolphins going to come out with a big win at home against the Eagles on Sunday? Oh, God, no. Uh, I... 
I think this is a get-right game for an Eagles offense that has been struggling. The Eagles, this is the first in a stretch of three games against the Dolphins, Redskins, and Giants, where the Eagles, I mean, the, the Eagles have to win out. They, they've got the Dolphins, the, the Redskins, the Giants, they've got the Cowboys, and then they've got another game against the Giants. That's the remaining schedule. And if they win out, including the win over the Cowboys, they're going to be tied, which means they've got a shot at winning the division. And if the Cowboys lose another game somewhere down the line, then the Eagles will finish ahead of Dallas. So the Eagles have a golden opportunity right now to really turn around their entire season and win the division. And it all starts with this game. And their offense is going to face much less resistance uh, coming off of two games against the Patriots and the Seahawks and now facing the Dolphins. This is going to be like a, you know, just got, they're going to feel like they just got out of jail is what it's going to feel like, the level of resistance that they're going to face. And I think they're, this feels like a blowout to me. Uh, I, I think the Dolphins defense could maybe keep them in this game for a half, but we're not going to get anything going offensively. And then it, it's only going to be a matter of time before the Eagles just, just eventually are able to, to build this lead. The turnovers can come. And I think the Eagles win this game. I'll call it 27 to, to seven. Well, I'll call it 27 to 10. I'll say they're up 27 to three and we get a garbage time touchdown to make it look a little bit closer. It's so funny because I was thinking the exact same thing that you were. Uh, you were saying 27-10 with the garbage time touchdown. I don't think they get the garbage time touchdown. I think the Eagles win it 27-3 to over your Miami Dolphins. So it's going to be another rough day at the office for the Dolphins. But, you know, they've all more or less been rough days at the office. And I think we're approaching that point in the season now where we've seen what we're going to see. I mean, maybe the injury to Jakeem Grant and Albert Wilson, those injuries will allow one of these other practice squad guys to step up. But what we've seen this season, what has been sort of the theme for this team, is that most of these guys who have had the opportunity to move into bigger roles on the offense, the vast majority of them, I think, have not impressed. I guess the biggest thing has been at receiver where Preston Williams was a, was a revelation this year. Devontae Parker had a very good year and Alan Hearns, I think, has shown that he's a very good fit in this offense. But otherwise, you know, and Mike Kosicki has stepped up, but I think a lot of these other guys, particularly running back, it's been disappointing. I don't know that we've really had anybody really shine in that running back role. Kalen Balazs has been a disaster this year. Um, I guess we still would like to see more of Miles Gaskin and Patrick Laird, but in the limited bits we've seen of Laird, at least there's been some glimmer of something there, but we haven't really seen enough to, to know for sure. And, and Gaskins, we just really have not seen very much of at all. So maybe we can see somebody step up and make something happen here, but I think we're getting to the point in this season where it really is getting to be about playing out the string because I think we've seen what we are going to see. But there it is. There are the predictions. Brain says 27-10 Eagles. I say 27-3 Eagles. Uh, I think we're going to get some Josh Rosen on Sunday. 
for whatever it's worth. But before we close off this show here, Brain, let's take a moment to talk about, just take a moment to tell us some of the things that you are thankful for this year. Well, I mean, obviously, first and foremost, I'm I'm thankful that uh, my wife allows me in in my limited spare time to take time away from from hanging out with her and helping her out in the kitchen to record a podcast, especially on Thanksgiving, especially when I basically, you know, because we're we're staying at at the in-laws, we're staying at her parents' house, and I'm recording from our bedroom. I basically had to to wake her up and kick her out of bed so I could go so I could record this, this is show. dedication. So the dedication shown by Aaron the Brain on this Thanksgiving is really something else. Well, well, the dedication shown by by Mrs. Brain is really what it's about because I mean you know, she could have just been like, you know, screw you. I'm <laughs> I'm not getting out of here and uh if if that was the case, she she could tank the whole show. I mean, she could she could tank the show faster better than the Dolphins are tanking this season if she really wanted to. Uh so uh, definitely thankful for her, thankful for, for all of our family and for the, uh, the bounty of pies that, uh, I am going to be, uh, enjoying over the next day or so. Um, obviously thankful, uh, for, for everybody that's close to, to me and, and our family and also, our fans, uh, the people that, like you said, that actually listen to us talk, uh, about the Miami Dolphins. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable to listen to us ramble about the absolute train wreck that has been the Miami Dolphins for the better part of our lives and, and listen to us for now three years. Uh, huge thank you, uh, to you guys because you guys make this, you know, a lot of fun for us because, you know, I mean, look, we're going to talk about the dolphins regardless, but the fact that there's actually people that, that listen to us and follow us and, you know, tweet us questions on Twitter at Aaron, the brain and at amplified to rock and at same old dolphins, uh, that, that makes this a lot more fun for, for both of us. And, and it makes it feel worthwhile. So, so thank you. A very nice thing to be thankful for. Of course, I'm also thankful for everybody that listens to the show, but I'm thankful for my wife, my little boy, our little girl on the way. I'm thankful for all of the wonderful opportunities that I have in in my life. I'm thankful for being at a place in my life where I am able to devote time to recording a podcast about the Miami Dolphins. And I would hope that everybody that's listening is thankful to know that the fact that they are able to take time out of their lives, that they are able to listen to a podcast, that they're able to go out of their way to find a podcast about the dolphins that they're able to listen to, and they're able to spend time every week listening to it just about football. The fact that they are able to spend time caring about football to the point where they're listening to a podcast, I hope you're thankful that you're able to do that. I think that is not something that we should take for granted. Um, it is in in a world where a lot of people don't have that luxury 
We have the luxury of being able to record it. You have a luxury of being able to listen to it. So, you know, perspective is important because even when you think that maybe you don't have a whole lot, but this is your little, your form of entertainment to be able to have this be your form of entertainment is in and of itself uh, a luxury and a privilege. So I'm very, very thankful for that. I'm of course, very thankful for all of the listeners. I'm thankful for Mike and Tom and everybody at dolphinstalk.com for uh, allowing us to be part of the network. Thankful for all the other podcasters out there. Thankful for this entire community. Uh, of Miami Dolphin fans that have sort of welcomed us into their families in one way or another. It's it's truly amazing. I'm, of course, thankful for all of my friends and extended family as well. There's just uh, always uh, a lot to be thankful for. Even if you think there's not a lot to be thankful for, there is, in fact, something to be thankful for. And I hope that uh, – I know that I try to never take it for granted, and I hope that all of you uh, do the same and try to not take the the things in your life that are really wonderful that you don't take them for granted because, uh, hey, this is the only life we got, folks, so we might as well enjoy it, right? And what better way to enjoy it than watching your Miami Dolphins take on the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday at uh, at Hard Rock Stadium. Of course... Before you do that, we hope that you'll head over to Twitter, as the brain mentioned. Give us a follow at Amplified to Rock, at Aaron the Brain, at Same Old Dolphins. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash Same Old Dolphins. Every episode of the show is on Same Old, or DolphinsTalk.com, not Same Old Dolphins.com, DolphinsTalk.com. Uh, it's your one stop shop for all things Miami Dolphins. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, everywhere else that you get your podcasts. That's where we are. So make sure that you're on board so that this every episode is released and then comes immediately to your device. That is going to wrap us up. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Enjoy the holiday. Have a, a great weekend. If you're if shopping is your thing, enjoy the shopping on Black Friday. Do whatever you got to do. If it's just an extended weekend for you, then by golly, enjoy your extended weekend. If it's just a regular weekend for you, if you're in another country, then, well, hey, Enjoy your regular football weekend, and uh, hopefully the Dolphins will do whatever it is that you would prefer for them to do this weekend. In the meantime, take care of yourselves and each other, and we will talk to you again next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Go Dolphins! Miami's got the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen.